As our industry and our world continue to evolve, what should we expect for business aviation hiring in 2023? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. Without question, our industry continues to experience very strong demand for our services. And with that comes the ongoing need to bring more and more qualified business aviation professionals into the workforce. With a new year fast approaching, however, how much longer might that be the case before we experience a downturn and, with it, fewer help-wanted signs outside the hangar? For insights on that question, I'm joined today by three business aviation career placement professionals. Sam Scanlon is managing partner for JSFirm.com. I'm also happy to welcome back to Flight Plan Aviation Personnel International Vice President Jennifer Pickerel, along with Jennifer Guthrie, CEO of In Flight Crew Connections. And Jennifer Guthrie, before we look at 2023, what differences are we seeing in the business aviation hiring climate today compared to when we chatted around this same time last year? Well, we are seeing an increase in temp labor staffing, and I attribute that to the shortage in our industry. We also continue to see that there is a fight for top talent among people in our industry. We've also seen an openness to lesser time experienced professionals into the industry where before it was more experienced only. And we're definitely seeing that it continues to be a candidate's market for job opportunities. There are some candidates that have unrealistic expectation, and we're seeing that candidates are more selective in the jobs that they might change for. We're also seeing that companies are having to pay in the top tier of pay, you know, 75 to 90% range in salary surveys. And then with candidates, we're also seeing that one of their top requirements is not just pay, but quality of life and being extra benefits that they might get and schedules and time off. Yeah, Jennifer, I I definitely agree with that. We have 500,000 candidates in our database, so we watch this pretty closely. And we just reached another milestone with the amount of jobs that are posted on the website. This last month was a record, another increase of 15%. So I think somebody coined it correctly. It's just unprecedented hiring at this point. And to answer your question from, from last year to this year, I just pulled four or five companies just to name these bonuses that they're giving. Piedmont, 100K sign-on bonus. Air Wisconsin, 150K sign-on bonus. GoJet, 80K. Republic, 100K. So the difference we're seeing from last year to this year is just these companies are they're competing at a level I don't think they've seen before. That's kind of what we're seeing in comparison to this time last year the competitiveness of companies to job seekers is it's just really unprecedented. Jennifer Pickerel, it sounds like our industry is competing even harder against the airlines now than we were at the end of 2021. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, the other thing I would add is, is, as Goose and Maverick would say, the need for speed is ever present. 
we're finding not only is is the hiring volume to Sam's point just unprecedented, but the speed at which people are trying to do the hiring has increased exponentially. You know, we have a, a process that is very thorough and and we have had to look and say, how can we continue to vet people to this degree, but still be expeditious about getting talent in front of our clients? So there's quite a ripple effect. And I would say the other piece is that the focus on compensation from the candidate side is so intense that, you know, when we would talk with candidates in the past, our candidates are typically passive job seekers. So the conversations would usually begin with the culture of the company that we may be calling them about, the history, the future, professional development opportunities. And now the very first question out the gate is compensation, very quickly followed by work-life balance, as Jennifer was mentioning. So there's a singular and at most a dual focus on compensation and work-life balance. And that, that certainly gives us concern because if you let culture and some of those other things fall by the wayside, there's real danger in short-term gain and long-term failure for the candidates. I think we've all at some point been in a job in our careers where maybe it's the highest you were ever paid, but you were miserable. So anytime there's that singular aim, there's danger for long-term failure. And we'll home in on the importance of finding that balance a little later in this conversation. But at the same time, Jennifer, there continue to be several external factors that could weigh us down as an industry, from concerns about the economy to ongoing geopolitical strife. Are you seeing any signs that those are impacting the aviation job market right now? From a hiring perspective, I don't think we've felt those kind of geopolitical or economic influences yet, but I do believe it's coming potentially. Obviously, with the tech companies laying off and more and more companies following suit, it's natural to wonder how that's going to impact business aviation. I can tell you that from an employment perspective, we have seen a return to international flying, which is great news, but that impacts the hiring process now because, again, it harkens to the work-life balance. So for instance, one of our clients said to me the other day, you know, we fly a Falcon 900 EX, which isn't necessarily considered a long-range jet. However, we take the aircraft international and expect our crews to be able to go to Bangladesh within 48 hours notice. So that drives the compensation level that we need to attain, which actually kind of factors into something we've been discussing at API is the potential for a decoupling of aircraft size and compensation in the future. That's something we think might happen in 2023 because someone who flies a mid, mid-sized jet can easily go to the airlines, right? Even a small jet. And, and so there's nothing to stop those aircraft operators or those pilots from going into longer range aircraft. So I think it'll be very interesting to see how all of these factors come together. So Jennifer Guthrie, it sounds like this very much remains a job seekers market. Definitely. I think there's still hiring out there. I mean, I do see a little bit of uneasiness in companies. I say that kind of lightly in that, you know, we just had three companies that were looking for maintenance AMPs that held off because of the election and what, how the recession would affect their operations. But I definitely don't see slowing down dramatically with concern. I think there's just that uneasiness of what's going to happen next. Um, but it's, it's definitely still a job seekers market, especially for pilots and experienced AMPs with over five years experience. 
April recession could bring some balance to the pay increases that we've been seeing. There's not really a quick fix to the labor shortage that we have. And so I think AMPs are definitely the greatest deficit that we have. But again, pilots aren't slowing up either. Sam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, we see the same things. You know, we have 23 categories on the site. The main area of activities for for hiring companies is pilots, mechanics, avionics, on the technical side, engineering. You know, to talk about the economy and, and where that's going. Ironically, this last month, we've seen an increase of 20% activity in applicants going across our website, which we found to be very interesting. That's been a new level for us. So we are seeing activity and, and whether that's geopolitical or economic is yet to be seen, but we are seeing an increase in applicants that we haven't seen this year yet. More of our discussion in a moment after this quick message from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, are you getting recognized for your leadership? NBAA now offers certificates and other credentials in safety, sustainability, and more. Visit nbaa.org to apply today. We're back now with Jennifer Pickerel, Jennifer Guthrie, and Sam Scanlon, and our discussion of what 2023 may bring for business aviation hiring. Sam, we've touched on some big picture aspects that might affect the market for industry personnel, but what are some other factors we might not think of at first? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we're all trying to figure that out, but even a recession, the demand for pilots and mechanics out there is so great that as long as it's it's not a 9-11 situation or a COVID-19 situation, I think a slowdown in the economy or a, a market that, that might recess for a year, I think we'll be able to go through that. I think the aviation industry will make that because of the demand being so high. My biggest concern with job seekers, and I don't think we're to that point at this junction, but there is a lot more with regards to defining the type of job that you want. You know, it's location and pay. But my biggest concern with job seekers is they find themselves in an underqualified and overpaid situation. Chasing that dollar could be a dangerous situation for them in 2023. Jennifer Pickerel, I think Sam just brought up a good point there. We're so used to talking about pay alone compelling people to change jobs. But in this environment, there are so many other aspects that workers may value even more than just a higher paycheck. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. And I I would say one other factor I definitely think we should mention is, is training. The constraints that are on the training world right now particularly as it relates to, you know, the flight safeties and the CAEs of the world and the shortage of opportunity for companies to train new talent. So even if they are open-minded about identifying pilots who would be a great fit but might not be trained in the aircraft, well, now that strategic attitude toward hiring is turned to much more tactical. So for instance, normally our clients come to us, they're almost always Park 91, and, you know, their aim is to find that right fit. So they typically allow us the opportunity to search for those people independent of the type rating. But now more clients are coming to us us saying, you know, we need a Challenger 350 pilot, which really prohibits identifying that right complement to your culture. So that's a concern that we have is the change from strategic hiring to tactical hiring. And, And I really agree with Sam relative to candidates. I worry tremendously because whenever there's an abundance of opportunity, it's easy to put emphasis on the wrong thing or to chase, as Sam said, that dollar and what is the sacrifice. 
so I, I always tell actually clients and candidates alike, when there's an abundance of opportunity, or if you're in a position where you don't have a lot of leverage, like the employers do right now, you really have to hold tight to your values, right? So I, I would really encourage people to, to hunker down. And, and if they're with a current employer, and they're happy, to work with that current employer to see if they can get where they need to be, as opposed to chasing money across the field or at a commercial airline. I concur with a lot of what uh, Jennifer just said and that training slots are a really big deal right now and the and the lack of availability and, you know, even hiring whatever candidate experienced in the type or not, it is a problem. The constant threat of the recession, I think, as that wears on, that may impact hiring, where full-time hires may be put on hold till we get through and kind of see what this recession will hold for everybody. So given those uncertainties, Jennifer Guthrie, are you seeing candidates still focusing more on quality of life choices, even over economic concerns? Definitely. Pay is obviously the big driver, but second to that is quality of life and you know, the benefits and how is it a better company for them and their family. You know, I would caution job seekers to vet the opportunities fully and not just be driven by by compensation. But I've been through several recessions in business aviation. And if it does get more challenging, then there will be layoffs. And usually last in is first out. And so, you know, making sure you vet the quality of the company and what their future ambitions are for their flight department as much as you can. Good decisions are made with patience and diligence and not making quick, rash decisions about changing a job. Let's approach this from the other side for a bit, Jennifer. What should employers be focused on right now, given that they might be at something of a disadvantage in hiring and in competing against other companies and industry segments to retain workers? A lot of companies, I think the desperation for talent is making them rethink their requirements a little bit. And every time I talk to clients about the possibility of internships with new talent out of school, they are all open because they're looking to, to fill seats smartly, but they are definitely more open to looking at different requirements for the job. When we think about retention, there are strategies that you can use, such as a stay interview, where you're speaking with your people, you're asking, what what will it take for you to stay engaged? What, what does it take for you to be happy? Let me keep in touch with your motivators. Maybe at one point you're motivated about accumulating to hours, and now you have a family, you're motivated about less RONs. So stay in really close touch with your existing talent. Also, I've seen some employers who are holding tight to old or previously practiced qualifications and prerequisites that may not be applicable anymore. And I'll give just a couple quick examples. Do you still need to require a college degree, either on the maintenance or the pilot side? Do you still have to have a focus on specific amount of hours? Can the technical aptitude be re-examined? What about the distance to the airport? If you've always requested that people live within an hour of the hangar, can you expand it to two hours? Uh, If you are 
in a position where you are hamstrung by your corporate enterprise about salary bans, can you potentially offer a guaranteed bonus to help offset that deficit? I think for the right candidate, they're willing to get creative if you are too, right? So I just wanted to add a couple strategies because I also feel for the employers out there who are looking for talent that is not interested in exploiting the situation, but want to be paid what they're worth. Sam? One thing that employers can do with their existing staff is talk about job security, talk about their history if they have it, talk about the good points with their company and constantly emphasize that they need to hear that whether it be directly or indirectly, comes from the top, talk about the great things with your company. And uh, it'll resonate with your employees. And, and it, if somebody's thinking of leaving, it, it, may, it may turn them back. The other thing is what I find, I mean, we have 4,000 companies that are using our website and it's overwhelming. We receive a lot of phone calls and they're wondering what to do. Recruit, it's not a reactive market. If somebody applies to your job, and you're not on it, I mean, you better call them immediately and talk to them and give them response. This is more on the hiring side versus keeping your current employees. But I did want to make that point on what employers can do. Learn to recruit, educate your in-house recruiters or HR on how to actually recruit. It's a different environment. It's You have to be active versus passive. You cannot be reactive. You can't wait for these applicants to come to you. You have to go to them. You have to call them. You have to impress them immediately. Thank you for your application. I want to talk to you. Same day, or they're going to have another offer by tomorrow. So turning back toward prospective job seekers, Sam, what advice would you have for those looking for jobs in business aviation, or perhaps even for those who are already in the industry, but are looking to move to either another company or a new position? My advice to any job seeker, I mean, it's the same advice I give to my kids. Make sure you're not overpaid and underqualified. It is a great time to look for a position. That's what it, what it is right now. It's a good time for the location you want. It's a good time for pay. It's a good time to move. But be sure you look over these jobs, that you do vet them properly. Because the fact of the matter is, we've been through these recessions and they hit fast in the aviation industry. I mean, overnight. So if you're in an overpaid situation, if you've taken a job that it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Stick to your values, as uh, Jennifer Pickerel said earlier, stick to your values. Stay cool, find the job that you want, a location that you want, and ride it out. I think it seems that all three of us are a little concerned about 2023. You know, we're watching this economic situation. We know the impact that has on the global market, uh, international flying, domestic flying, and the corporate aviation industry. We've been there before. We see that. So hopefully the deficit is big enough that uh, we can see through a recession through 2023. That seems to be the prevailing wisdom out there, that so many jobs need to be filled throughout the aviation workforce right now, that hiring will remain strong even throughout a downturn. So it behooves job seekers to take their time to find the right fit for them in aspects other than simply earning a paycheck. The COVID's done anything to the world. It's allowed us to think out of the box and and be able to change schedules and have people work from home. And we've become flexible and, and those positions are out there. They couldn't caution job seekers enough. What's your overpaid situation? If you want long-term employment, be smart. You know what you're worth. Go for that. It's not what you make in one year. It's what you make over 10 years. And I think job seekers need to really hold that close to them. 
I feel like the theme here, of course, from all three of us is have a holistic view before you step into a situation. And to Sam's point, if it's too good to be true, it likely is. I really appreciate that he made that point. And I want to stress culture. You know, with, with all of the information that's literally at our fingertips these days, there's no reason that you can't research the culture of an organization before you go there. You know, there's all different aspects. There can be cultures that are conservative towards change, bureaucratic, slow moving, but very stable. There are environments that are dynamic and new and startups, but perhaps less stable. So first you have to be attuned with what you want in a culture, and that can be hard to define. So that's really kind of a soul seeking kind of a thing. You have to sit down with yourself and identify what am I looking for? And then between Glassdoor, LinkedIn, and we all know this is such a small community. This business aviation community is so small, there's no reason you can't start reaching out into your network to ask about the culture of an organization. So I really stress that in particular, that and professional growth, the long-term view instead of the short-term gain. And I want to make a point that corporate enterprises have a lot of difficulty, some more than others, because they are constricted by salary bans. So if you're flying for a corporate operator and frustrated that the change is not coming more swiftly to compensation, for instance, know that likely your management is working very hard because we hear from them all the time. You know, we do compensation consulting and that work of ours has gone off the charts. And often those directors are reaching out or VPs are reaching out to say, can you please come in and offer a third party objective opinion? Because I'm banging this drum to my corporate enterprise and they're not moving. And that movement isn't coming because it's very difficult to decouple a salary band. So if you have captains, let's say, that are a certain scale of pay, you know, we've had corporate operators say, we're trying to pay our pilots what we're paying our, our senior executive vice presidents. I, I just want to highlight that it's not easy to be nimble particularly for corporate op operators, certainly not as nimble as perhaps a high net worth individual can be. But there's stability potentially in that. So that's why I had said earlier, you know, if you're happy with your current employer, and what I mean by that is you like the culture, you like the people you work with, you have a good life balance, but the people across the field are making 30,000 more. Well, maybe you inquire about what is that process? Could we get there? Are we going to advance and pay? But it's not a reason to jump ship. And if you're looking for a new position in business aviation, you can also check out NBAA's Jobs Board, a comprehensive resource that not only helps match companies with prospective employees, but also offers job seekers tips on such important skills as networking, utilizing social media, and putting your best foot forward in an interview. Learn more at nbaa.org forward slash jobs. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.